Hello, welcome to What She's Thinking. I'm your host, Greg Schwartz, your coach for online dating. I'm asking a group of women questions on dating, sex, and other topics, all submitted by men like you. To get your questions answered, go to makeonlinedatingfun.com slash questions. So here's the interview. Hi, I'm Marissa. Hi, I'm Miss X. She's keeping it anonymous, and that's totally fine. So how do women evolve? How have you evolved in your dating preferences from your 20s to your 30s? Healthier people for me, for sure. I was attracted to really unhealthy things and people, and that's a polar opposite from where I'm at now. Yeah. Yeah. For Um, sure. Wow. 20s to 30s is a long journey of dating. I think, um, yeah, I mean, it's hard to say the other person. I'm going to say for myself. Just for you. For me, um, I get less angry at them. (laughs) So for me, like, it's more of I've stopped looking for my dad as much. Mm. And I recognize a lot of the patterns um, in relationship. And and so, like, yeah, I, I... date better people now um, than in my 20s. And I think my preferences has just changed. I think that's the huge thing. Like, I used to just always try to find men that were taller than 5'10". And like, <laughs> and then as long as they're kind of attractive, right, um, that, was, that was just my standard. And now it's like, okay, they don't have to be 5'10". <laughs> and, and just other things matter to me, like, you know intellect in their heart (laughs) nice i agree with the dad comment because i think that's true to a degree i dated someone for five years it was really unhealthy and abusive and i hopefully he's not listening to this because (laughs) obviously five years is a long time you know who i am sort of like it was a father-like figure for me because he was Mm. much older than i was and like much older and it was but not a healthy positive Mm. thing but like all negative things, I learned positive lessons out of it. So that's the trick to it's how you think, how, how you look at things. I think yeah. it changes when you're in your 20s to your 30s. I think your ability to be more positive is and to like control how you think and how you react is probably more honed. I don't know. Mm. You would hope. but Yeah. How important is it that your partner be emotionally present during sex? If so, what does emotional presence look like for you? Oh, my God. (laughs) I would like to answer this one for right now. I've been experiencing that a lot in terms of... So, I mean, for the past, I think, two years for me, I've been practicing more presence or awareness or just, um, you know, just different practices in meditation. It just makes you more present, right? But (laughs) I think in sex, it's hard. We always check out. Because it's there's like so many emotions, you know, especially with someone new. Yeah. And so it's easy to just check out, but I come back. But then I feel a lot more because I meditate. And then I know when someone's checked out and then they're not there. Mm-hmm. So then when both people are not or when I like when he's not there, it just feels like we're just robots. <laughs> and then there's it just doesn't feel good. And then it's just like, oh, getting the job done kind of thing. So I think it's... Wham, bam. Right, right? Wham, bam, and then, okay, goodbye. So I think it really depends. I mean, you can still have that. That's fun. Mm -hmm. But it depends what my mood is if I want something more connected. Emotional presence, for me, means, like, obviously there's times when even though I've been with someone for over a year, it's like, 
can I be graphic? Or yeah, like, feel free. I just want to get fucked. And it's not, it's like, it's not like necessarily like, oh, it's so sweet. I love you. That's nice. That's all really good. And if you have that, it mm-hmm. builds the foundation, I think. But I don't necessarily always need like, I love you, baby. It's like, actually, I prefer sometimes just to like, you have you just pin me down on the floor of the kitchen and be like, hey. Yes. That's good, too. But it's important that you've established the emotional connection before, like, you know, in some way. It's no fun to like never have that. And then just have sex with someone because it doesn't really build like a relationship. Um, so I think it's important to me, but it can take different faces. I think that there's times when I'd rather actually have emotional connection outside of sex. Yeah. For me personally, because sex can be like just really pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. And that's what's more fun about it to me. <laughs> so, yeah, that's. Uh, so yeah. F- for both of you, what does being emotionally present look like? And I think part of the reason that the person was asking, again, mm-hmm. these are anonymous questions. So yeah. I don't know who asked it. But my guess is part of the reason is this guy probably got told by girlfriends, you're not present when we're having sex. So he's probably wondering, like, what do I do to be present? I think being present would mean like being transparent with your emotions. So whatever that might be in the moment, like however you genuinely feel about someone, like is just being open to like that experience. It could mean like, I think you're really hot. It could mean... Like, I think you're amazingly good looking, but I think you're annoying as hell. Whatever it is, it's just an honesty, like an honest, you can kind of tell when someone's like open, um, not like sappy, touchy feely, just like you can tell when someone's open and are better being naked and, uh, transparent with their, with their, like hearts and their emotional selves. I mean, they don't have to be emotional in the moment, but just to be open to whatever is going to happen, not to judge it, just to like, just to be open. Yeah, um, to me, like, I definitely agree on being open. Just like last week, I dated this guy, right? And, um, and we were working on an art project together. Like, he's teaching me about art. And then he's, he said to me, Oh, um, if you're, like, if you're smart enough, then you'll know how to paint within these lines. And then I was like, what (laughs) and usually i let that slide but okay also he's from another country like he's Mm -hmm. he's been here for three years so his english is not that great but then i would let it slide or i'd give him an excuse in my mind but there was like some like it felt you know like anger was like in my heart for a little bit and i was like no let it be but then in my practice in life right now is i really want to tell the truth in real time Mm -hmm. and so i told him like, um, that was kind of an insult that if I was smart enough to paint inside these lines and like, I now don't want to paint, you know? <laughs> and then, and then he was like, oh, I'm sorry. Um, I didn't mean it that way. I meant like you, you just know the different. And then we had a whole conversation and it felt better. And so I think emotion, being emotionally present is actually trying to say things in real time because all, mm. all like all of life, it's it's never the really big things, but it's really the small things. It's like, oh, you didn't pour the tea for me, and then I felt hurt. Or that person didn't open the door for me, and why didn't he do that? It's like all those little things that hurt our heart that become, like, the big thing, you know? So that's my take on emotion. So what would an example of that be that, you, that a guy might say or talk about during sex? During sex. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, I was thinking I was thinking to expand on what you were saying. Like, yeah. So – Emotional um, openness. Exa- example is that, so when I met this guy I'm dating, I was like, you know, saying something. If you really want to get to know me, you'll read my poems. or like, listen to my songs. Because the words, like, will, like, give you the key. Because I'm a, I'm a lyricist and I write 
that he was like, no, that's not going to be good enough for me. You need to talk and communicate with me. And I was like, holy shit, can I actually do this? Because I'm, I've always been really kind of shut off from, from the real stuff, like uh, the real emotions myself, because life happens and you have bad experiences and people just do that. And um, so this guy was like, yeah, that's not going to cut it for me. I'm not going to read your fucking poetry. I'm like, uh, okay. And so I was like forced to really, really try to speak from the moment and like figure out how to be comfortable with speaking about it. So that's why I think for me it's better to be almost more connected outside of sex because sex is pleasure. I mean, it's I mean, it's sweet and it can be like loving, but it's also like both oxytocin, it's like, you know, you're getting all kinds of benefits from it. So I think that there's like an animal element to it. An example of that in sex would be like maybe like after sex, or like looking in someone's eyes. Maybe like eye contact would be an example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, eye contact. And like kissing on the mouth is another one, I guess. I don't know. I, I agree with you on the emotional awareness. In right now in my life also, I just want to be fucked. But this is the thing also with women. Because in a way, I think as a culture, we're trained that in sex, you should be like loving. Like for women. It's like, oh, it should be loving and so connected. And there is a place for that. Like in, in a way, I might want that for actually two to three minutes. So that's one thing I realize. No, I'm not. This is great. We're not no, laughing I, at you. Yes, We're just laughing. Yes, it's I, okay. Does it have to be exactly three is, minutes? Or so, like- this is why it's fun. Like, these are my, it's like friends getting together and we're all laughing. So mm-hmm. uh, hopefully you, you audience is laughing too. Like, it's, it's, it's like, so my, with my ex-boyfriend, we broke up in January. And so I've been exploring a lot, but I didn't know what I needed for my, for my body. Mm-hmm. So I would always tell him to fuck me really hard. And, and, and that was great. It felt great. Right. But then after I learned that in sex, I actually need kind of like three minutes for my body to like open up to the person and have like soft sex. And then when my body opens up, then you can fuck me really hard. Cause then my body's actually open and like it feels safe. And then that's the, there's a connection there. And then, so it's just, there's, I mean, even in, I think you like being primal, you still have connection. With um, yourself. You have to have being connected with your with yourself as well. For that sure. Is, <laughs> for sure. That's cool. There's what so class do you take to learn that one? That's a cool there's class. So many. <laughs> that's cool. cool. Very cool. Yeah, many. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So I guess this is perfectly following. <laughs> what are the best conditions for you in wanting sex? Do you want your partner to work for it a little? Can you have sex if you're upset with something with your partner? The best conditions in which to have sex? or The best conditions for you to want to have sex. Oh. I'm awake. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> right. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just sort of... I'm kidding. No, no, I'm kidding. So you mostly mean sleep really... then. Okay. No, no, no. I mean, I, I mean it's like... when. Well, for, my, for me right now, it's like if you have a lot of attraction for someone and, it, and it's like... Um, you know, it's not easy to sustain that, I guess, over time. But if it, if you find the rare thing where you are with someone that you are, like, attracted to like that, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, I mean, not all the time, but pretty much any time. But I'm, like, a feel-good junkie. It's like, it feels good. So I'm like, okay, let's just do it. What's wrong with that? But he's more practical than I am. So I'm actually the one that's always, like, kind of, like, he has to, like, regulate me because I'm, I think I have more of a... I'm more into it than he is sometimes. Like, it's like, he's like, oh, it's, it's like, you know, six in the morning. I'm like, I'm like, whatever. Yeah. Like, I'm like, it's like chocolate. It's like cho- chocolate, bad chocolate, good. Chocolate, good chocolate's good. All the time. I'm just saying like, yeah. I mean, why not? 
And this is a good, if you're busy doing something else, that's a, obviously the priorities in life, work and responsibilities. But if you're not doing anything else, why not? Yeah. Boredom. I mean, safe sex, though. Yeah. We don't need a bunch of little kids without stable families <laughs> running around. But how did you get to that way? Because it's also your mindset. Like, how did you grow pheromones? up very sexual? Yeah, I've always been very sexual, but um, but it's pheromones. Like, I think it's more like when you're talking mm. to someone, you're into them, you're into them. It's, yes. I mean, and, like, yeah, are there times when, like, I'm angry? No, actually, I don't get angry that often. So, but it isn't always appropriate. And what happens is I think when you don't engage, when you don't indulge yourself, like I would do it normally, you tend to appreciate it and it's better when you do wait, like, a day or two. Mm. You know, it's like, okay, all right. So it's like... Once a month, we have to, like, you know, wait, like, for a couple days. And it's, like, it's torture, but it's always better. <laughs> and that probably is. You can, you can edit that out. You can edit no, that that's out not. right it's now. Funny. Because it's always better when, you know yes. what I mean? Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's torture. It's, like, nature's way of, like, messing with you. Yeah. Like, you're the horniest, like, before your period. It's, like, that's yes. the way it is. So I'm learning about cycles. It's so yeah. annoying. It's, like, why did right they make us like that? and then even during. Yeah. 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 It's I the just, best time. Or going to the bathroom. <laughs> I just know that, like, I don't know. I think it's good to, like, have ba- um, limits and also, like, balance. Mm. Yeah. Like, you can't eat chocolate all the time. Yeah. Like, but it would be, like, 500 pounds. But having it, like, just in little tiny doses is good. Yeah. Um, I don't what know. What about for I, you? I, Any <laughs> conditions that, like... Conditions. Okay. So, um, to also follow her points on... Because I like to understand people... Like, how did you get that way? Meaning, it's it's so awesome. No, it's awesome because I'm learning. Like that. So, know. I'm learning about my sexuality. Meaning, I'm opening up my sex a lot in terms of... Um, different experiments or different, like, learning to not have as much shame around wanting to have more sex. Because I grew up very conservative and very, like, sex was never talked about at the table. So because of that, I, talking about it is even uncomfortable in my old, all my old relationships until like I've been exploring the past two years. And now I'm waking, it's like I'm waking up something inside of me and I'm like realizing sex is like, you're just constantly thinking about it. You know, you can see a chocolate and like you, and you're like sex. That's an American thing though. That's a, that's a typically American thing. Go to Europe, 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 a family that was always in Europe. My dad was in Paris half the year. So in European culture, you have nipples on TV, boobs. Like nudity is not something. It's not weird. Mm. It's not mm. hidden. Men have mistresses, and the wives have to, you know like yeah. Italian men. They have these mistresses. That's how they. It's like part of their culture. It's not so taboo. Mm. So because I was kind of brought up with that not being and not it's a non issue. Cool. My parents weren't overly sexual with me or around me, but it was like I was in environments where I was seeing naked people, and I was. Mm. It became not such a big elephant in the room. It was like, oh my god. Naked people. It was like, or sex. It was like much more part of like a normal life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some parts of Europe, not all parts, but um, yeah, it just seems like if you were brought up that way, it seems like you're more um, relaxed about it and more open to your sexuality and mm-hmm. without shame. Because I think mm-hmm. most people are very, very shameful yes. about sex for religious reasons or cultural, you know. Yeah, Americans, we're just like censor everything. Yeah. You know, the kids can't see a nipple, you know, wouldn't want right. that happening. Yeah. Or a man's butt cheek, you know. Yeah. On TV. So, like, to answer maybe, like, a shorter version of the condition, mm-hmm. from, like, she even said, it could be any time, mm-hmm. and I'm learning how to make it any time, meaning I've always just 
let the man control. Like, oh, whenever he wants to have sex, then we'll have sex. But then if I, if I'm just like, you know, making some moves, he might or might not like it. And if he doesn't want to have sex, then I, then I feel like I'm not supposed to have sex but then it's demasculating i think to them you know you have to do it in a way that's not demasculating right which is tricky so, which the, yes so i don't know uh, how do we do- <laughs> that's not a question but what, i don't know if you We're have reversing a- this on you i, th- I we- think that would be the topic <laughs> another, of another okay. podcast yeah. okay. it's yeah? Just, yeah. The, that's a so good one, though. one of the i think for me it's just yeah you have to kind of play for me, like, I'm doing subtle cues of my sexuality, and then mm-hmm. they'll actually read it. So then I'm like, oh, yay. Subtle could be good, I guess. Yes, more subtle. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Well, so actually, then I'm, I'm curious to follow on with that. How does it feel as a woman when you want sex more than your partner does, and you can't use that asymmetry to exercise power over him? So I think what the, the questioner is, is saying is basically, he's had the experience that his girlfriend or plural girlfriends have withheld sex as a way of having power over him. And so then he's wondering, have you ever wanted to have sex more than the guy you're with did? And if so, how did it feel that you couldn't use that asymmetry of him wanting to have sex more than you do? So you have power over him. He had the power in that case. Right. So that's what the question is asking. How did it feel? It feels really frustrating and it feels like crap. It feels horrible. It feels very horrible. It feels like something's not right in the world because it just feels like it feels imbalanced because mm-hmm. culturally we're, we're used to like, I'm used to like men behaving a certain way with around sex and it's like, oh, quit five times a day. Yeah, quit. People are not gonna, used to like men like saying, hey, enough already, like, you know, but in life, real life, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so when, when it reverses, it's not, I'm not used to it. So it's like, um, it's frustrating is what mm-hmm. I'd say. Therefore, I'm sure men must feel really frustrated because a lot of women use that as a way to, you know, get a lot of things. But um, frustrating would be the word I would say. This was basically my whole last relationship. I mm. always wanted more sex That's weird. than That's him. Weird. And in the very beginning when we met, he could only have sex every other day. So I was thinking, no, but I want to have sex five times a day. <laughs> and then he's like, that's every day? humanly impossible. Okay, well, okay but so sex, like not humanly uh, impossible. Are we talking like only but. sex, sex, traditional sex? Because there's like a lot of ways you can like be sex, sexual. Right. Any kind sex. of sex, meaning, um, yes, any kind of sex. Okay. It, it might not lead to, but I think we were just both experiencing not as much creativity. Just like the, uh. like, okay, sex. But we were having a lot of fun. It's just more, I think, because he wasn't as sexual. And also he wasn't used to any of his ex-girlfriends asking for more sex. Because mm. they also withheld sex. Because as a culture and society, women, when we get into relationships, not all, but a majority of us is when we're mad or we're like we our power is we withhold sex mm-hmm. how did it feel when you wanted, wanted sex more than he yeah. did angry is the word it was more of infuriating i think i had a lot of resentment right so there were times where i was i had a lot of pride right so i'm like what i'm sexy why wouldn't he have one want, of sex forget that like i'm just gonna go out and do something else i don't know right and um but but then other times it would like I would feel sad, right? Because then the, it's almost like a form of rejection, right? Because then you're touching the person and you want to, but then my responsibility is 
how do I, as a woman, actually turn myself on so he actually wants? That was really hard for me because I always thought, okay, now have sex with me. And like, nobody wants to just have sex with you just like that. But like, how do I feel really good and feel turned? I don't know how to explain it's it. It's like a that barometer way, for like yes. how we feel about ourselves yes. in a way. Like, yeah, yeah. So it's like the turn on that a woman too. can bring. And then he feels really turned on too. And then we can both grow. And, you know, of course, both sides is like if he really wanted to work on that. And if I wanted to work on that. So like that was a really good first time in a relationship where I'm just expressing all my needs for sex. Hmm. Which Did you oh, feel like you weren't getting your needs met? Because you, you kind of like had to like shelf the needs for five times a day. You couldn't really get what you wanted all the time. So, so, no, no, so, so did you feel like, God, you weren't getting your needs met? And like at times wonder like, yeah. okay, like, hmm, can I deal, deal with this? Or Yeah, like there were times, but in a way, okay, so it's like, you know, what we said about, it's like, oh, we want to have really rough sex all the time. But in a way, we don't. It's nothing is sustainable that way, right? So it's more of sometimes I say I want to have sex five times every single day, but that's not true. Maybe, and I've learned looking back at my relationship, I actually wanted some intimacy. So I, I couldn't, I didn't know how to ask for, hey, can you cuddle me for 30 minutes? Now I know how to ask for that because I thought that was needy, but it's not needy. It's like, oh my cool. gosh, you know, or, or like, um, can you, actually just rub my feet which that's to me is a lot to ask for as a woman like i just you know just i that's a lot it's a lot to ask for for most men too and that's one of the things that right. we're working on so how did you learn all this is it you're like you're so in tune like like what happens when women women like a guy and this is like and when nature kind of goes against us mm-hmm. is that we start behaving in ways that when you like someone you behave in ways that repel them yes that's like how it kind of works so no, it's true, but that's not needy. When you're with someone and you're expressing your actual needs in a healthy way, that's not being needy, but we're so ingrained that anything, so fearful of being needy. Funny thing is, we actually kind of go there naturally when we really like someone. We do things, you worry about losing it. It's how you, when you have something you like, you are scared and you obsess about losing it. So I think men could maybe provide a safer place or a a better sounding board to ask for those things. Mm -hmm. So we don't go into that needy, crazy, psycho woman thing. Yeah. It's true. Hormones and emotions can be a lot for us to handle. You know? It's... Well, that's... And it makes it awesome to be a woman. Like, but also quite scary. Yes. But that's that's why men love it. This is why Greg's hosting this, because... It's like I've learned that, and you asked me how did I learn this stuff. I've just been reading a lot and taking some classes and what just books. I don't even know what I'll, books. You're I'll tell you guys. Yeah, I'll tell you after. It's just learning my attachment type cool. around relationships. That I mean, this is actually really important because it's like women feel a lot, and so we're like all over the place. And then men just they're dying to know. Like, what do you want? You know, if I could also just give what I know. about and all women actually want to tell men what we but want. We don't know what we want. But that, that's the biggest thing. And as a woman in our life, half the time. we need to learn how to know Women want to talk about problems, and men want to solve them. This is what, this is the biggest disconnect. Oh, it's yeah. Like, it's true. So oh, men, yes. for all the oh, men out yes. there that are listening to this, I, <laughs> I actually have a lot of guy friends, and I really, I wish I had a male brain, because I really, it's much more simple. Like, women will talk about things, and we just want to be heard. And when you talk to a man, they, they get frustrated because they're like, what do you want? What do you want? We need to solve it. Here's the answer. And it's like, bam, done. 
women are like, no, 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 but we want to just talk about it. And once you talk about it and you're heard, we feel better. But it's like, that's a big disconnect because men don't know how to like, don't know how to say or how to respond. So that's where girlfriends come in yes, play. Please. Thank God Let's you have girlfriends. <laughs> because you can't turn your boyfriend or no. your partner into your girlfriend. It's, then then you don't see him anymore. Yes, <laughs> yes it's a very good secret that yeah. women. But women, women don't know what they want. So men want to know. We don't know. We'll tell you when we know, and then it'll change in five minutes. Yes. And it also That's sounds a fact like, about life. Frustration happens. It know? also sounds like something that you both have expressed is it would be nice if men could make it easier for you to ask for what you want. Is that right? Yeah, but it's not on them necessarily. I think it's on us to a degree, too. I'd I say think, both. I think both. I'm not saying I think both. For one. sure. I think both. Yeah. It's, it's both. a topic that I think neither sex really um, has a good handle or grasp on. I think it's something yeah. that... We could evolve to yes. that level a bit more. And one of the pieces of my coaching is helping guys be clearer about here's what I want yeah. and say it. So, yeah. And, yeah, just holding, even like you said, holding, I guess I call it holding space or just asking, mm-hmm. right? It's like the onset of you feel a woman's frustration all of a sudden. And you're like, wait, five minutes ago she was fine, right? But then as a man, the most beautiful thing is if you just say, hey, I feel... Like something just happened. What's going on? Mm-hmm. And then for the man to say that, yeah, yeah, or or like, well, hey, <laughs> right, or that's what I'm finding. Like, so, just as I'm dating, there's just men out there that are very receptive, and they, you know, they might be the secure attachment type, but like, it's just more. They feel those exist. It's <laughs> a whole world. They do. Right? They do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kidding. And then, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. So yeah, they can just state things and i think that's one thing i'm learning um like when i feel safe then i can open up but if you anxious anxious attachment i am me too (laughs) i can tell yeah yeah big time it's kind of cool though huh yes yeah it's really cool well it's just yeah learn your attachment type guys (laughs) yes definitely that it's is helpful. That is definitely part Greg of the program like, as well. Knowing what you want, but also knowing what you don't want to is also important yes. as well. Flip side. Yes. Yeah. Very important. So how does what happens during the day or whatever time before sex affect your desire for sex or your experience of sex for that matter? Well, um, as someone that lives half my life in my head, and I think my, I'm always thinking about things, analyzing things forever. If I've had a day of um, stressful, like, interaction with clients or just a day of just a lot of dramas and, like, just taking care of things, like, crisis that car broken into or whatever might happen, that's emotionally, like, stressful. And it's, like, um, I usually can't connect my body as much when I'm coming out of that kind of day or but if I've had a day of like pretty much just lying around like uh, me day doing nothing um I tend to like be really present but like earlier in the day so then I get you know then I'm almost tired by by the evening I have to have like just no distraction you know I have to be able to leave my day behind me to to I guess get to that point so I started chanting and practicing Buddhism because that actually is the only thing I can do to like get myself out of my head awesome. Because, yeah, being in the head is not in your body. True. So. Being in your body helps. Yeah. yeah, but sex can be very grounding, I think. Yeah. It is. It is. It's true. It's a very, you if you want to meditate, just have sex. <laughs> it's, it's true. It's a good for stress. It's a no, great it's stress huge. reliever. And it's also really, like, um, 
it brings you into your body. If you're someone that's always kind of like stressed out and floating above yourself, then get naked and <laughs> do that. <laughs> and have sex. Yes. So this follow-up question is, does your partner teasing you or hinting at sex, such as via text earlier in the day, make it more enjoyable later? Yes. yes. That yes. was a resounding a yes. Of, in case like, you couldn't so tell, I audience. Love, so yearning, right? Mm-hmm. I love yearning, which is you just like play, right? Because sex is not just... Uh, uh, um, get home and then you get naked and just do it. Cook dinner in your lingerie. Right? <laughs> like... Yeah, there's... <laughs> yeah, cook dinner in your lingerie. Dude, you could... But even a, in a text with a peach, right? Which is my ass. Like, it's like that. Is that the code? It, yes! <laughs> peach and a, a banana. Peach and then um, a banana, an <laughs> eggplant, a kiwi. Do you know what a kiwi is? I don't want to know what a kiwi is. <laughs> Is okay, like, you guys a kiwi, that kiwi like someone from from like a like New Zealand kiwi? No. Anyways, you guys figure out the kiwi. Anyway, so then um, so like there's yearning and play with that, right? Mm-hmm. Along <laughs> during the day, and so it'll just be a lot of turn on and um because it's the feeling like it'll get sweaty in my palms or if he sends me a kiwi. <laughs> it's the build up. A kiwi. I don't want. I'm gonna have to Google that one later. But I, I must not have lived. I don't know what kiwis are. Is it a symbol for you something? Feel free to tell her. Tell me. Okay, okay. Podcast. Tell um, me. A kiwi okay. is anal. Oh, okay. Well, that's why I don't like kiwis. <laughs> okay. Well, I that no, no, might no, be, kiwis not for everybody. I don't know. That's like some everyone. Or maybe that's my own, but I think it might be universal in, in Kiwi emoji well, language. I don't actually <laughs> have much interaction with kiwis. But I do like them. They're good. <laughs> but like uh, I don't know move, I'm gonna move on <laughs> yeah, that's fine so are there other ways that you like your partner to tease you or hint about sex besides just like you know texts or things like that that make it more enjoyable spontaneity is always fun mm. what does that look like um, usually um, it's not pestering me because I will sometimes get like where I'm like working or in the kitchen doing something and like he'll like want to like distract me and I'm like no no get away because I'm trying to like you know make these chips or something whatever I'm doing but like but it's nice to have to be dominated I think women as in, I'm the kind of person that likes to be dragged into a cave like drag me yes. into your cave dominated in that way not <laughs> like, like not like not, not mean like in or rough but just like I just like to have it be like I'm mad I'm coming dragging you to my cave <laughs> that's it's something I really hot about that, that. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 okay. it's the animal in us it's like not don't hurt me when you drag me, but it's like you know, it's like spontaneity. We don't see it coming, and all of a sudden, oh, I have no choice but to you know enjoy this. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. I love that. Um, spontaneity is good, and guys, I think probably have a hard time being creative and like thinking about how to approach that. Just do it. Just like don't think so much and act more. You know. Yeah, guys, like mm-hmm. they worry about rejection. They worry about a lot of things, right? As a yes, guy, so quite a bit. try to stop thinking so much and just be genuine and just act on it. Because the animal instinct usually will be the right one. Thanks for listening. To help other men find the podcast, please rate it on iTunes and write a review. Also, I'd love to hear your feedback. Which question did you find most helpful? Email me, greg at makeonlinedatingfun.com. And remember, to get your questions answered, go to makeonlinedatingfun.com slash questions. It's okay. Don't worry about it too much. Just, you know, yeah, try not to pet the microphone.